You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters podcast with Dr. Gregory Delfino and Blaze Delfino of Audiology Services and Fader Plugs, the show that discusses hearing technology, best practices, and a growing national epidemic, hearing loss. We are so excited. We are celebrating Better Hearing and Speech Month. And as promised last week, Dr. Amit Gasalia is joining us again on the Hearing Matters podcast. Dr. Gasalia, how is your Better Hearing and Speech Month? Woo woo. All right. It's going great. Uh, <laughs> thank you for asking. I'm glad to be back again talking about philanthropy today and Better Hearing Month and Better Hearing and Speech Month is a great time for us to be able to educate the public about hearing and hearing loss. I've done proclamations to the cities here in Los Angeles, up in the Pacific Northwest, and in fact, even developed a program for the American Academy of Audiology, which is on their website. If any uh, providers are out there that are looking to try to do proclamations, it's a great time to do it. So thank you, Blaze, for inviting me back even after the first two. This has been an incredible mini-series, Dr. Gasalia. And again, thank you so much for joining us. Today is a topic that you and I are both so excited about and so enthusiastic about because we are talking about philanthropy in hearing healthcare. Dr. Gasalia, what is philanthropy? You know, philanthropy is essentially the desire to do better for others. As human beings, at least I grew up with this value set, and Blaze, I know you did as well. You know, you've got a great father and Dr. Gregory Delfino. The, the idea is that we are trying very hard to make sure that we're just good human beings, right? So helping others, doing the things that we can to promote excellent welfare in others. And when it comes to the hearing care side, I think the foundations were set when I was a kid. You know, my father was a cardiologist, he's retired, and he used to make me go into the hospitals and volunteer during my time off when I was in elementary school and middle school. And it started becoming kind of my summer thing that I'd go and volunteer in the hospitals because they had volunteer programs. Wow. And I would just go in every summer and suddenly became, I had two jobs in the summer. I had two different volunteer positions. Throughout the year, I started doing little volunteering here and there and even down to feeding patients who couldn't feed themselves in their hospital rooms to transporting preoperative patients from their rooms to the OR and post-ops and in the back. And, you know, I worked in oncology and just doing all the little odds and ends that these medical groups and hospitals needed. But that foundation starts at a young age. I try very hard, at least in my professional career and my public speaking, to encourage other doctors and audiologists and hearing care providers to go outside your four wall, outside of your practices and try to be more philanthropic in your communities. Most of our colleagues are very good people and they do these things. And for some people, it's a little harder. So I usually tell them, well, if you can't get out and do the things, then donate money to causes that mean more to you. So short story long, that's what philanthropy is. Dr. Amit one of my favorite quotes is, the more you give, the more you receive. And of course, being the change that you want to see in the world, it's cliche, but honestly, 2020 wasn't the greatest year, I think, for many of us, right? And just the feeling that you get from going outside your four walls, whether it be donating coats or personally donating your time at a soup kitchen, that makes you feel so good. And why is philanthropy so important? You know, it's funny you say that there's an episode of Friends where Phoebe and Joey are talking about there's no such thing as giving back with no reward coming back to you. 
And the episode is hilarious because everything she does, there ends up being this reward that happens. And one of the final things was it just made her feel good, right? So she did something, it made her feel good. That was still the reward. Well, that's the only reward we should be looking for when we're doing philanthropy. You want to help somebody or an organization out. You want to feel good about doing that, but do it for not only you, do it for the welfare of these people that need your help. And it's so important because not everybody has the means. Thanks to my wife, Charmy, who's a leader in her own right, she actually helps to connect me with some of these organizations because she knows that being a doctor, I can help on the medical side. And she's a leader, so she can help on the board positions and helping the organizations grow. None of the nonprofits or organizations we work with are even related to hearing care. And the reality is we do it because it's so important. We think the causes are important. So we want to be there to help. Now, granted, why would an audiologist be on a board that supports women or men who have been attacked by acid? Well, some of them have hearing loss. And so we not only donate time and money, but we can also test their hearing. You know, it comes right back. You gave a perfect quote in the beginning. We get that karma back to us. And as a business, we never strive to try to build our business on the backs of philanthropy. If you try to do that or if that's your focus, you will fail. It's manipulation, essentially. And number two, you're going to be very manipulative and people will see right through. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it time and time again with people that are involved in these organizations and you know exactly why they're there. They're not there to help. They're there to try to get the word out about their business. And at least we're able to turn around and say, hey, these people are coming in to our office. And guess what? We have the ability and the access to hearing aids and hearing devices that if somebody needs it, We do everything at no charge, including the hearing aids. We just donate our time, the devices. So that's where it comes back to me as the audiologist. And what better month to promote that than Better Hearing Month, where we can talk about giving back to our communities. Absolutely. Dr. Casalia, I am a huge Gary Vaynerchuk fan, and he says that if you give with expecting something in return, that's manipulation. That absolutely piggybacks off everything you're saying. You need to go into philanthropy humble with humility and understanding that I am doing this not for praise. That is not why you're doing it. You are doing this because you are able to make a difference in the world and others are so appreciative of the time that you're donating. Now, it is Better Hearing and Speech Month. It is our goal to raise awareness of the importance of hearing healthcare, visiting an audiologist, visiting a hearing healthcare professional. Who is currently doing philanthropy in hearing healthcare? Of course, we know that you and your wonderful wife, Chami, are very philanthropic and you're donating your time and making the world a better place. But who currently in the hearing healthcare space is conducting a philanthropic movement? You know, it's a great question. I don't know how much time we actually have because I can talk about this for hours on end. The reality is that there are some big organizations who are doing philanthropy in the hearing care space. But there are a lot of individuals, a lot of individual providers all around the country, all around the world, actually, that are actually doing philanthropic hearing care. So some of the big players, there's an organization I really enjoy supporting. I'm actually not part of the organization, but what they do is so amazing. The company is called Entheos. They're actually not a company. They're a cooperative. And basically, it's a group of doctors who have gotten together to say, hey, we're going to take care of our businesses. So they all have their own practices. They take care of their businesses on a day-to-day basis. But every hearing aid that they order, a 
portion of those proceeds goes towards helping others. And they do missions, not only in the U.S. or in their towns, they go all around the world and do these missions. And I use the word missions as a general term here, not just as a religious sense, but also just the act of giving back. And they go and they do these missions where they go and fit hundreds of hearing aids on people's ears. The other two big players that are out there, one is the Oticon Hearing Foundation, And I know you and your dad and us as well use Oticon quite a bit. And they're a fantastic company. I know I heard the podcast with the president and it was a great podcast. He's a great guy, good, great musician. Apparently, I haven't heard him yet. I'm looking forward to judging that. But, you know, Oticon Hearing Foundation is a great foundation. And then a third one, which I really, really support currently, they have hopefully just temporarily shut down. But Starkey is another hearing aid company. Yes. And they do a lot of great work with their Here Now program. And they've done a very good job of involving celebrities Mm -hmm. into the organization. And the reason why they do that is because celebrities, they're like the OG influencers, right? Before social media influencers, they were the ones that everyone wanted to advertise products because people would follow what these people would say. So almost every celebrity has been involved. One of my favorite football players who just retired, Larry Fitzgerald of the Arizona Cardinals, he's heavily involved with Starkey Hearing Foundation. It's just one of those things that these folks are helping. They're helping by donating not only time, but hearing aids all around the world. There are a couple of other big manufacturers. I know that Sonova has a Hear the World campaign, but those are kind of the bigger ones. And then on the micro level, clinics, a lot of our clinics are doing philanthropy in the hearing care space as well, where we have the ability to provide hearing aids and time and services, like I told you earlier on what we do for these outside the audiology space organizations. And then finally, probably every community has a Lions Club. And the Lions Club has always been an eyes and ears foundation. And so they usually will take donated hearing aids and every Lions Club is probably a little different, but you could actually find somebody who qualifies under the Lions Club's guidelines and you could also fit hearing aids on those folks. So it's in my opinion, of course, this is my own opinion. I think everybody listening, whether you're a doctor or you're a consumer or a patient out there should be taking advantage of your skills and your time and giving back to the communities. And I think if we all did that, sorry for the cheesy phrase, if we all gave back, the world would be a better place. Dr. Gasalia, this is one of my favorite episodes because, again, we believe in giving back to the community because without our patients, we really wouldn't be able to do what we love, and that's to help individuals throughout their hearing journey. So my question is this, what types of services can us as hearing healthcare professionals do to be philanthropic in hearing healthcare? Yeah. So you talked about Gary Vaynerchuk earlier. What's the number one thing he talks about? Gratitude, right? Mm. You know, we've been very blessed that patients believe in us and they support us by coming and seeing us in our private practices. The giving back part of it, the gratitude part is so important that whatever we can do to help is going to be a positive. Whether it's you have a bunch of hearing aid batteries and you want to donate those batteries, that's a huge, huge advantage, right? So we were on slate to go out of the country, I think it was Peru, a few years ago to do this mission with Starkey. And things didn't work out last second, so we actually had to back out. But we sent thousands of hearing aid batteries because the reality is once somebody's been fit with hearing aids in a different country, they don't have the access to hearing aid batteries. Right. It's such a simple thing for us. You know, hearing aid batteries don't cost a lot. So even if you don't have them laying around, maybe buy a couple cartons of batteries and send them off to one of these companies that do this. The second thing is on the service side, you can do hearing screenings. The reality is that to do a hearing screening 
to identify if somebody needs to get a full evaluation done. Yes. It takes less than five minutes per person. Imagine going into your communities and inviting folks that don't have the means to go to a clinic to get tested. And you test 100 people and it takes five minutes each. That's 500 minutes. That's like, what, less than nine hours? Eight hours maybe, right? I and didn't go to school for finance, so yeah. <laughs> No, yes. you're right. I, uh, yeah, get your calculator out, Blaze. Get your calculator out. We're going to do a little uh, calculus here. The idea is that usually it's not just going to be you, right? You're going to have a team with you. Right. Imagine if it's you and you get three or four other audiologists to join. You get five audiologists and you're all giving five minutes each to do these screenings. What kind of an impact can you make on that community? You're paying it in forward. Just one day. Yeah. Just paying it forward, doing something that we can do in our sleep. Right? Do a five, one, two, and four screening. I'm throwing numbers at people that probably have no idea what I'm talking about. Just do a 500, 1,000, 2,000, 4,000 hertz screening. Does the person pass? Great. Move on to the next booth, for example. I did not create this, but there was a program in Arizona where we did this with low income folks around greater Phoenix area. And I can't tell you how many kids we took care of. So we did vision testing, we did hearing screenings, they took wax out of people's ears, we did all kinds of stuff, dental screening. So most of us probably know a dentist, either you know them directly or you know them through somebody else. Mm -hmm. What if you involved a dentist and say, hey, let's give back to the community. You just look in people's mouths, find out if they have cavities, and then I'm not a dentist, I don't know anything about the dental world, but maybe can you do fillings or whatever? Dentists can set their own rules on what they want to do in giving back, but you get a dentist involved. Maybe get an optometrist. Yes. Maybe get a nurse or a primary care doctor. They can come out and do blood pressure screenings. What about simple blood tests? You can do screenings. You can do all these things. And when it comes back to us, our portion is just the hearing screening part. Absolutely. So that collaborative approach, Dr. Gasalia, what this brings me back to when following graduate school, which route do I take? And of course, I chose the route of building fader plugs and of course, working at audiology services. And my wife and I, she is just incredible, my wife Autumn, because she would set up community outreach screenings and we would go to different churches and YMCAs. And I always, and we both always looked so forward to those days because we get to raise awareness, we get to meet new people. And unfortunately, with COVID, we couldn't do much of that right now. But I will say your idea with sending out batteries when COVID happened, what we did is we put together a battery bundle pack, went over to a couple of the nursing homes and said, you might need these because we don't know when we're going to be able to be here. Do you know how good that made us feel? It's little things like that that make a huge, huge impact. It's absolutely incredible. Dr. Gasalia, you talk about philanthropy, especially as it relates to the hearing healthcare space. Can I get free hearing aids from one of these organizations if I can't otherwise afford them? Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is a great question that a lot of people need to understand. You can get free hearing aids if you qualify. So we have patients who come in and they have very little means. They don't have the financial ability to pay a few hundred bucks for a hearing aid, let alone a few thousand bucks for a hearing aid. And, you know, we want to help them. We can't just push these folks aside. Most of these larger organizations or even the individual providers who are doing this have the means. We have the means. We have the abilities. We have the access to provide free hearing aids for the folks that need it. Now, naturally, you know, we're not a nonprofit organization, so we do it just out of the generosity of our hearts. 
We hope nobody takes advantage of that. However, the reality is that I can get free hearing aids from any of the manufacturers if I ask them. And if I ask manufacturer A and they say, no, I'll go to manufacturer B or I'll go to C, I'll go to D, I'll go to E. The reality is that we want to find that company who's willing to be philanthropic as well. Yes. And we fall under the same value set that, hey, we want to help our patients. We are not making any money off of this. Can you also help support this cause? And most companies will say yes. So I'm talking on the micro level in our clinics themselves. For example, we have a drawer that's full of probably 20 Oticon hearing aids. Oticon donated these hearing aids that we're able to use with our patients that can't afford hearing aids. We have a bunch of Starkey hearing aids. We have a handful of Signia hearing aids. So we've got a bunch of different hearing aids from all these companies and we're using them for folks that can't afford hearing aids. And again, I'm speaking on the micro level. I'm of course speaking just for myself here, but anybody can do this. Anybody can do this. So if you're a provider and you're listening and you think, no, I've tried and they just won't do it, contact me. I'm more than happy to be your advocate or advocate alongside of you to have these companies help out. And if not, there are foundations. So like I mentioned, Entheos is a great organization. Oticon Hearing Foundation, Starkey Hearing Foundation, they've got these organizations that are built in that can really help support us in supporting the community. Dr. Gasalia, you're talking about these organizations. Where can we find more information on organizations providing help? If I am currently an individual who is experiencing hearing loss, where do I start? How do I find these organizations? Where do I go? Great question. And I think the impulse answer here from me is going to be, come ask us. Come talk to me. So if you're in the greater Los Angeles area and not even in the greater Los Angeles area. LA is a huge city. If you're close to my clinic, come in, talk to me. I will guide you where to go. Not everyone's going to come see me. So the reality is that if you're close to Blaze's office, well, go talk to Blaze. He will guide you in the right direction. If you're in New York or if you're in Colorado, wherever you're at, we know colleagues all around the country who are doing this on a day-to-day basis. Don't just Google. You know, some of these places, unfortunately, There's a lot of bait and switch stuff that can happen. And I don't want you as the patient to get a hold of some ad that was out there saying they're going to give you free hearing aids. And next thing you know, there's a bill in the mail. We don't want that. Nope. Come talk to somebody who is reputable. Again, we know where the resources are, whether it's us as a resource or if it's, again, I'll keep dropping these names, but whether it's Oticon Hearing Foundation or Starkey Hearing Foundation or Entheos or whoever it ends up being, we can at least point you in that direction. So come talk to us, talk to an audiologist, talk to a hearing care provider who knows what they're talking about, get that information, and then let them be your advocate to help you hear better. You know what I think we should do, Amit? I think sometime within this year, West Valley Hearing Center and the Hearing Matters podcast, we're going to team up and do some sort of philanthropic movement. I don't know what it is right now, but you have me really excited to continue to help patients on the journey to better hearing. And whatever we can do here at the Hearing Matters podcast, please let us know because again, we want to continue to assist individuals on the road to better hearing. Dr. Gasalia, we're still celebrating Better Hearing and Speech Month. And what better way to conclude this mini-series with Dr. Amit Gasalia from West Valley Hearing Center by talking about philanthropy. And on behalf of the Hearing Matters podcast and audiology services, thank you for donating your time here on the podcast and just continuing to spread awareness of overall hearing healthcare. Well, thank you guys so much. And when you're ready to do this, it doesn't just have to be West Valley Hearing Center and Hearing 
Hearing Matters podcast, I will get providers in every state involved and we'll do a whole national day of giving and it'll be something really tremendous. Let's make it happen. Let's break a record here, Dr. Gasalia. Absolutely. You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters podcast with Dr. Gregory Delfino and Blaze Delfino of Audiology Services and Fader Plugs. Thank you again for tuning into our mini series with Dr. Amit Gasalia from West Valley Hearing Center located all the way in Los Angeles, California. Until next time, hear life story. Thanks again for tuning into the Hearing Matters podcast today. I'm your host, Blaze Delfino, and on behalf of our entire team, thank you so much for the support. Truly, it means so much to us. Head on over to the Apple Podcast app and share your thoughts. What did you like most about this episode, and what do you like most about our podcast? Five-star reviews are always appreciated. And also, head on over to Instagram, hit that follow button, and let's connect. And as a team we can continue to help our community hear life story.